Welcome to the Instigation Nation podcast. Kick-ass living for the spiritually minded, never settle types. Going after their God-given right to the abundant life. Now, with a smile nearly as big as his pretty white teeth, your host and chief instigator, Adam Kasich. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Instigation Nation podcast. This is Adam Kasich, your host, and this is episode number 31. You know, today I want to talk about something that, in my view, it's even ridiculous that it has to be discussed, but I, I think it does. And it's this idea of being able to accept someone with a different viewpoint than you or a different faith than you, a different worldview, a different outlook on economy, a different outlook on raising parent or raising kids and what that should look like and different opinions on education and whatever it is. But the hot buttons are politics and faith. And I like hot buttons. I think it's part of the reason I'm attracted to the South. I like the heat. But I know that, you know, in our day, we got the media that's doing a pretty bang up job at getting us as a culture to divide. You know, a lot of times I'll see things about this black person did this to some white people or this white person did this to some black people or this Arab over here, that they're a terrorist and look at what they did and or this, this person over here looked at the Arabs and, and called them terrorists. But yet, the crazy thing is, I see these posts and I see the different things through the news channels. And the funny thing is, is that I never experience it in person. Ever. Like, do I know that racism and bigotry and prejudices are out there? I do, actually. But do I see it? Do I feel it when I interact with people of different cultures and different races and different socioeconomic backgrounds from wherever they are, from either side of the tracks? No, I don't. Outside of a fringe occurrence, the, the, the vast majority of my personal experiences and those of my friends that I talk to about this is very is like that. We're not feeling or seeing rampant hate throughout the streets. We're not seeing car bombs and like mass occurrences of violence due to skin color or belief systems. We're not seeing it. Like give give some feedback to the show. Adam at instigationnation.com. Let me know if you feel this personally in your life. Like if you're black and you're listening to this show, I want to know if, if you think I'm crazy, I want you to email me and give me examples of the rampant racism that you face every single day because the media says that you do. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, a, B, C, D, E, F, G, whoever you want to talk about, let me know where you're seeing it. 
You let me know your personal experience because all those alphabet soup media hate channels, they're telling me that you, you, you are dealing with this every day as a black man or a black woman in America. They say that you're owed a whole bunch of money because of what happened 150 years ago, 200, 300, 400 years ago. Are you Arabic? Are you Muslim? Email me if you're experiencing rampant bigotry and prejudice and hate on a daily basis from white and black folks that were born in the United States. Let me know. Do I want to hear about it? Not really. That's not really the point. The point is, though, I'm about awareness. And what the media tries to do is get us to to create a pseudo-awareness of something that isn't there. I've already covered, yes, the stuff exists, but it's in pockets. It's by the fringe, ignorant end of society. It's about people who are so scared of everything that they just judge you because of what your skin looks like or the clothing that you have on your body that might be a religious reason. Or they might even judge you because you just look like me. And if you look like me and you're a white man in America, then you must be hate-filled toward everyone else. Seeing this, it's like it's getting beyond frustrating or ridiculous. It actually pisses me off. And so what I'm trying to do with this little show or this little episode today is call bullshit on it. That's really it. I think most of us know that. But very few people want to touch this. Very few people want to touch this topic. But it leads me into the main point. And the main point of the show is that it's we're, we're getting up on a new election season. I haven't followed anything yet. The only reason I know Joe Biden's even running for president is because of the memes of that creepy dude touching and licking on girls' necks and being a weirdo, creepy dude to some ladies in a, at a party or whatever. I don't, look, it all could be doctored up for all I know. I'm not here to spout the news, give you accurate, objective media reports. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to call awareness to what I think is, is right living versus the bullshit that's flowing through the media waves. That's one of the reasons, and I like doing it in a funny way, in an inappropriate way for the politically correct crowd, because politically correct, it just, we all already know that means fake. But as we're moving into another election year, they're going to bombard us with it. It is pure hate messaging from one side or the other about the other side. And my question is this, can you tolerate me giving my view and still be cool. See, I don't hardly ever do my, I don't do it out loud on social media ever. I don't give my, my view on politics whatsoever on the media or on the media, on the social media channels. I don't do it. And I'll tell you point blank. And I've never said this to anybody, but in private conversations where I believe the person sitting across from me could handle the conversation. Because if I feel that you get offended by the slight change of the wind blowing against your, your face, 
I won't even, I won't talk about anything but sports and weather because I know that you're so, you are so small minded that you can't handle a real adult conversation without being offended. I know that. And I say you because people listening to the Instigation Nation podcast are not like that. You're not. You're not going to get ruffled by that stuff. Because you got a good head on your shoulders. You're open-minded. You see things for what they are. But I know that there's people, people that I've gone to high school with, people that I've met over the last 20 years, and people that I know now. I see what they put on social media sometimes about Donald Trump. The kind of hate and disgust these people verbalize to the world. Now, am I mad at you? No, I'm not mad at you. If you do too much of it, I'll just unfollow you because I just don't like looking at the negative spewing because it doesn't offer any value. That's the reason. I'm not mad at you for hating on Trump. Are you kidding me? The higher you rise up the ladder, the more your butt is exposed to the ground. The more everybody can see that thing up there climbing up. You want to be president of the United States? You're going to be exposing yourself. And I'm sure you're a big boy or big girl and you can handle that. That's not my point. It's not to defend. But being in the military or having the military background that I have, I also know this. It's a big deal what we say, respect the rank, not the man or not the woman. You're respecting the rank that the man or the woman carries. See, because in the military, you got a lot of you got a lot of morons in charge of things. It's just the truth. You got a lot of great leaders too. But there's morons that are going to be in charge. And if you could only salute or only obey orders that were from people that were better or smarter or in line with what you believe, we wouldn't get anywhere as a nation. And British, the British would still own our asses. But we saw how that turned out. So like, you got to respect the rank. You don't, you're not saluting a person. You're saluting a position in the military. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So when it comes to the presidency, did I see people spewing hate about Obama? I sure did. And I feel the exact same way. Man, what is wrong with you? I know this is America and I know that we have the freedom to do that, but that's the freaking president of the United States. Why is America sliding down a shithill of, of, of destruction right now? It's because we, I believe as a whole, we've lost the respect factor that we once had. Do I think there's, I, I don't like the good old days. I don't believe in the good old days. I think the good old days are a delusional lie that somebody came up with to justify their current losing in life. Whenever that was, the good old days. Man, my life keeps getting better every day. I hope yours is getting better every day and every month and every year. The good old days haven't even come yet. That's how I choose to see it. That's an instigator's point of view. The good old days ain't past. Are you kidding me? If your good old days are already behind you, that's tough, man. That's a tough life to move forward in. Like, why are you even getting out of bed in the morning? Why? Like I tell my kids, man, just end the deal. 
Call it a day. Call it a life. I am not advocating that you pop one off in your temple, by the way. I'm not advocating that you do something stupid. I'm advocating for you to switch up your mindset. But respecting the presidency, the office of the United States, the greatest office of leadership, honestly, I believe, in the world. I still do believe that. But I also know I'm a homer. I love America. But I believe in the idea that it was founded on. I believe in the ideals that were strove at, that were being sought after for the country. That's it. That's what I believe in. I believe in what it stands for when I look at that flag. We have so many bad attitudes in this country because we've, got, we've been free for so long that people just get complacent. You can study history. It always goes the same way. Every single nation always goes through cycles if they ever once touch freedom, which is also very rare for a country to do. Freedom is, it's very rare. It's just rare. But now we're living in times where we just insult and rag and hate on everything rather than seeking to understand, sitting on the same side of somebody, proverbially, okay, like figuratively sitting beside them, even if you're talking with them, like trying to understand from their side, okay? Understanding creates so much peace and harmony and love that even if you can't agree, even if you can't come to the point where you're agreeing with the person, like maybe you could understand where they're coming from. Doesn't work for you necessarily, but at least you know why they feel or believe the way they do. I don't pretend to know what it's like to grow up in a single parent or no parent household surrounded by drugs or abuse of, of different kinds and abject poverty. I don't know that life. So when I meet people that have that background or might even be there, I ask questions, open-ended questions to get them to talk so I can understand. I kind of see myself as a pretty well-versed person, like in the world, understanding different cultures and, and having a lot of tolerance for different things. Tolerance is even the wrong word. That's a, that's a bad word, like I'm tolerating you for being different. That's, that's a nasty word too. Understanding and acceptance and open-mindedness. But that's because about 10 or 12 years ago, I had an awakening myself that allowed me to understand that the world doesn't revolve around me. So when I saw that, it's easy for me to go, oh, you voted for the other person. Okay. What are you seeing in that? What are you seeing in them that, that you like? And then we can have a conversation. I know this. I don't feel comfortable to ever even put an opinion politically out on social media because this is the way I see it. For the people that, and I'm just going to use it because he's the current president of the United States at the time of this recording. I see the way some people talk about the president of the United States that we currently have. And these are people that I like, and these are my, what I would consider at least loose friends if we don't hang out, right? We're acquaintances or we're loose friends, but we're cool. But I see the way that some of them and it might even be some people listening to this, this show, this episode. That's why I'm being careful. The amount of hate that comes out of them toward the current president and how disgusted they are. 
how disgusted and the insulting and the derogatory the derogatory flame throwing that happens. I know that if I were to give my opinion on something, that person might start hating me. And I just don't want it. Do I am I living for the opinion of others? No, this is a different deal. I'm talking about relationships. There's plenty of times that I bite my tongue with my own family because I care about relationships. There's times I bite my tongue with my wife because I care about my relationship with her. It's called picking battles, right? Being wise about the hill you choose to die on. It's a very strong thing for me. And the reason I don't talk about these things unless I believe somebody can handle them is because I know that most people cannot handle an adult, objective, rational, reasonable conversation about two opposing ideas. Very few people can handle that. Can you handle it? Honestly, ask yourself. Let's go right for the hot buttons. If you consider yourself a liberal, can you have a great or pleasant conversation with someone who is a conservative? If you're pro, let's do it this way. If you're pro-life, can you handle a conversation sitting down with an abortion doctor? Could you do that? If you can't do that, that doesn't say anything about the abortion doctor. That says a whole lot about you. Do you consider yourself a Christian? Can you handle a conversation with someone who is a Muslim? Mm. It's a rare one that I've met that can do that. Very, very rare. And the correlation to me is the less someone is around the church, organized, religious, going to the building environment of, of organized religion, the more someone's engaged in that, the less they can handle a conversation with someone who isn't in line with the way they believe that that person should be behaving or believing or conducting themselves. And I'm not saying it's everybody. There's some great, phenomenal people in churches. There really are. It's just that there's only probably a couple per location, if that many, in my experience. That's my experience. I want to see a time where people come together and they can start having conversations and start having discussions and seeking understanding. You can only grow as a person. I know this. The more somebody wants to talk about what they're against and how much they hate this or that, especially out loud in public, social media is that. I mean, that takes no guts, right? That's probably why most people do that stuff. Because you can be an absolute coward and just say anything online because you're hiding, you're hiding behind a wall of your own bigotry. Or that's what they're doing, right? But when I see it, man, I distance myself and or unfollow and or block, discommunicate, excommunicate, whatever kind of communicate I got to do to communicate myself away from them. I can't even imagine only having people around me that were the exact shade, color, the exact same mindset, the exact viewpoints, the same hobbies. I think they call those cults. Isn't that what a cult is? I think it's what a cult is. But what I'm talking about isn't about a Republican or a Democrat 
or a Christian or a Muslim. Those are just great black and white polarizing examples that we can clearly understand. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about relationships, your network. Who are the influences you have around? Like, do you have one direction or flavor of influence in your life? Or do you have many? People ask me, well, and my wife too, I mean, we get asked quite a bit why we moved. Almost two years ago, we're getting, well, we're approaching two years this summer. There's a bunch of reasons. But a major one was that I wanted diversity for my kids. We we didn't come from the land of diversity. We came from the land of division. Division was the key word, the key hashtag of Metro Detroit. And I know we got a good portion of listeners in Michigan and in the Metro Detroit area. You know what I'm talking about. You know it's real. It's one of the most divisive places in the whole country. Got a lot of Arabs. Got a lot of blacks. Got a lot of whites. I remember at one point there was like, and this may be verifiable. You can Google this if you want to. But I remember hearing this, this, Jesus, probably 20 or 30 years ago now. Like when I first heard about this, it was like, you know, Dearborn, Michigan has the highest concentration of Arabs outside the Middle East in the whole world. I didn't say Muslims. I said Arabs. Pay attention. (laughs) Man, I need to laugh more on the show. Why am I? I'm. A little bit serious for you guys today. This is a, this is a big issue. I think it, it destroys people. This very thing keeps the nation totally in riff, in division. It ain't Donald Trump or Barack Obama that's keeping this country divided, guys. It's fucking you and me. That's who it is. It's you and me. Anyway, Dearborn, highest population of, of Muslims or, and or Arabs outside the Middle East. Detroit, proper, highest population of of like, I don't, I don't know if it's the highest population of blacks in the country. That sounds totally off. But Detroit was like 80, 90% black population, the city itself. And then like outside of that, and this is the part that I'm really unsure of. Some, I think it was like Livonia, Michigan. At one, I think in the 80s or something was the highest population of whites per capita in Michigan or maybe in the country. I don't know. That, these are real loose things but like that that was the idea that i heard the whole point is that's metro detroit and whether those 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 stats or those ideas are true or not it doesn't matter there's a lot of whites there's a lot of blacks and there's a lot of arabs all in one three county four or five county area that would normally be beautiful in my opinion except what the news shows you is that those three groups hate each other and are scared to death of each other and are always committing crimes against one another. It's just not true. It's just not true when you get into the streets and you meet people. So look, the point of today's show, as we're heading into the next year and a half, two years of absolute poisoning, poisonous messaging, why don't we think together as we're all on one team against the evil force that is the alphabet soup media. Why don't we do that? Instead of picking your team by the CNN or the Fox, I'm with that team. That's my team. Why don't you realize what team you're really on? Your families, your neighbors, your coworkers, 
your intramural sports team people's team, your bowling team, your softball, like that's the team you're on. And I bet there's a few people around you who think differently than you and they have not carjacked you. They've not thrown a Molotov cocktail through your front room window. I bet they haven't stabbed you. I bet they haven't tried to suicide bomb you. I bet they haven't tried to molest you. The majority of them now, you know. I don't know all the cases. But that's the truth. I want to help people with this episode to wake up and stop being a freaking sheep. Stop swallowing everything the media tries to get you to swallow. And wake up. Realize. Realize what's going on. And start having conversations with people. Hey, that's an interesting belief you have there. That's something I've never really thought of or considered. Where does that come from? What got you thinking like that? Hmm, help me understand your thinking. I don't come from that background, so I'm, I, I want to know. I'm interested. That's all it takes. Is that too hard? Instead of rolling your eyes or looking at the corner of your eyes or clutching your purse, ladies, and hurrying up away, I know there's dangerous people, but I'm talking in general. Again, in general. Stop being scared of the black guy in the bleachers at the baseball game if you're a white woman and why don't you smile and say hello? Same deal, men. Gotta start acting like neighbors, man. Above all, guard yourself, your hearts and minds. It's all you have.